This podcast contains strong language and some adult content. If you are easily offended, this show might not be for you. Hello everybody, this is Dakota from Media Dungeon, your DM for the night. I'm here to let you guys know that if you want to get ahead of the schedule, or if you want to get involved in some behind the scenes content, check us out at media underscore dungeon on Twitter. If you'd like to help us out by spreading the word, hashtag myth and murder or hashtag media dungeon. Or if you don't have a Twitter, any social media will do. Just let people know that we're out there. Tell your friends, we'd really appreciate it. With all that out of the way, let's jump right into it. And I hope you guys enjoy tonight's episode. guys had gotten in contact with Micah who told you that the Von Cross were on their way. You guys very quickly got a few people together, Holcomb, Wolfgang, and Gabriel. You took them out in the middle of nowhere to a motel called the Respite Inn where the Von Cross were staying the night before they were going to ride into town. Things got a little iffy there for a bit. <laughs> Uh, but you guys were able to bring it back together. Sean, you were sneaking around invisible and you heard some stuff when they went back into their room and it sounded like they were basically just waiting for shit to hit the fan in the city and then whatever deals they have with you are going out the window. Yeah. That was two months ago. <laughs> During those two months, the party has added a few things to their warehouse. Sebastian has added a chapel. Sammy has added a magical holding cell. Sean has created an escape tunnel. And Benjamin has added a chemistry lab. Along with these upgrades to the warehouse, the party also had a significant amount of time where they were without contact with Holcomb. He hasn't contacted you in the, these entire two months for more work. He's not absent because every once in a while you do spot Micah's presence around the warehouse or wherever you guys might be going throughout the city. But Holcomb has not actually gotten in contact with any of you recently. Did we fuck up the last job, guys? I think we're doing well. I think that's why he's avoiding us. <laughs> Sean, you did some looking around the city to see if you couldn't get your hands on some type of military, quote, bits eventually. Uh, Big quotes. <laughs> and you guys were able to find some of the things that you were looking for, specifically the one thing that you were hoping to find, which was some type of reticle for night vision. Yes! Uh, yes! So you guys were able to <laughs> equip that to Benjamin, so Benjamin can now see in the dark. Huzzah! Yes. Dark vision, 60 feet sort of yep. situation. Benjamin, you and Carl are able to piece things together and find all of the equipment needed to open up this chemistry lab with some extra funding from Victor and some of his men. They have been in and out of the warehouse the last few weeks and have decided that this seems to be a good place to set up the synth labs. It's very close to their current location, and you have a lot more room available than what they have currently. Carl has also brought your counterspell book to its full potential. <gasps> you can now change one word 
to any other word that starts with the same letter. He also has created a bit of a minor magical item for the group. He has been able to make a very minor object glamour for this artifact to give to you guys. When he presents you with this, it just seems to be kind of like a smaller cell phone, almost beeper in shape, except the screen takes up pretty much the whole device. He presents it to you as if it is a standard GPS, but functions connecting many of these devices together. When you double click the button on the side of the machine, it sets off an alert on the other devices <gasps> along with a blip of where they are in the city. Good. The so GPS will not function much <laughs> further sorry. than, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Carl, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> he says, I feel like this might be extremely important in your line of work, but also because of recent events. Yeah. Uh, so I have one for each of you and four extra for you guys to give to whoever you might need to in the future. Benjamin and Sebastian, you both went looking around to try and get some more information on the Von Cross. During your research, you have started to see over time an increase in their presence throughout the city, whether that be articles written about them or blogs or mm -hmm. just pictures of them showing up in social media. They've actually been doing a lot of work that isn't necessarily mythical related, Mm -hmm. which seems odd to you. Is There's like good PR like, stuff? Well, kind of. Like, they have been working with the police force, which at first sounds super great, but then you realize how fucking dangerous that could be, the fact that these vigilantes are working alongside the police and are not being stopped from doing so. That's a slippery slope. You start seeing them do signings in public locations. They've been going out to clubs and talking to people and getting pictures and- Superstars. Yeah, really it is starting to seem that way. Other than Nash and Johnny, there has been some other people that have been stirring up some trouble in Newborn City. There's been a specific talk show host uh -uh. that has his own radio show and podcasts. He was one of the people that initially reported on the synth issue in the city when all of the vampires started gang wars in the streets. <laughs> and now he's been talking a lot about the Von Cross since they've arrived whose name is Hank Forrester. He doesn't really seem to hold any power, but he's got an audience. Sebastian uses the remainder of his downtime crafting small shrines mm -hmm. to the chain lady all over the city. Is this she is become she seems to be getting better. She seems to be more talkative and she seems to be getting stronger. She is now able to give you just a bit more power. You are now able to summon forth a weapon. This weapon is a bright white bow made of pure light. Mm -hmm that just kind of materializes into your hand when you make the motion of drawing back an arrow. This beam of light appears in your hand in the form of a bow that for all intents and purposes, mechanically is the guiding bolt spell. Guiding bolt through this bow is now considered a cantrip 
Mm -hmm. which will increase with your level like your other cantrips. So uh, on a hit, target takes three. Uh, takes 4d6 radiant damage. So, 46. so it increases so it to 5d6. 5d6. 5d6, 5D6 radiant damage. <laughs> and it's a cantrip, so it doesn't take up any spell slots. Sammy, you went back to the pier, and you have spent some time speaking with Sinbad, the man who sold you your face-laying weapon, your iron baton, uh, who seems to be really good at getting his hands on things that people have hidden away or have, you know, items that have been lost to time. Whether he gets them through legitimate means is up in the air, but he always <laughs> seems to be able to find the things that people need. And you were able to get a hold of this magical holding cell through him, and when he presents this to you, you get flashbacks to the moments where you were locked away in Paradise Casino underground, because this cell seems to be eerily similar. Wherever this came from and wherever that one came from probably were the same place. Along with getting this magical holding cell from Sinban, you also gave him the flag that you guys found in the Feywild. Yeah, I gave him the magic Jolly Roger. Very powerful magical artifact. Yeah. And you have given it to him. To a pirate. To a yeah. pirate. <laughs> <laughs> to whom would make the most use of it, I believe. Also, uh, likes you a lot. On a scale <laughs> from one to ten, how much does he appreciate this gift? On a scale from one to bone. <laughs> <laughs> From the amount of time that you have been spending with him and through this last transaction with the flag and the magical cell. Sammy's actively doing the thing where she like hands a flag that like touches his hand and she hands it to him. <laughs> well, like, you're giving him all the vibes and it, I don't even have to ask you, it definitely happens. <laughs> because he's Sinbad. Do I get to write down uh, You get the achievement. So you, get achievement. Right, you get an achievement. Achievement unlocked. That's the name of this episode. Hashtag Sammy, Sammy fucks a pirate. <laughs> what happens in this episode, guys? Well, what do you think? <laughs> it's 35 minutes of Sammy fucking a pirate. <laughs> graphic, super graphic. I go for decks. If it helps the audience, I want you to put on the room, but only the first 20 minutes of the room, where it's just a bunch of little fucking belly buttons <laughs> for 45 minutes. But oh, in like geez. various shots and lighting, and there's like rose petals, <laughs> and there's like candles around, but also it's Sinbad. <laughs> You're welcome. Beautiful. Great, good check that so off. We did that. There you it is. Wooed him real good. Do you Graphic sex scene for fan service. Check. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, where you have been helping these lost souls, getting revenge for them. Every once in a while, when you taste the blood of one of these victims, you are overtaken by their last moments. That has been stacking on top of itself over and over and over again. And sometimes when you're alone, you can't even hear yourself think because there seems to be so many people that have attached themselves to you. They seem to be watching over you to some extent. You've dealt with bits of this in the past where you might start to lose your cool and some of the other spirits that follow you start to lose their cool as well and it becomes hard for you to concentrate because you hear so many people 
screaming or being afraid of what's going to happen or trying to give you guidance and you have recently started to be able to isolate some of these down to individuals and it's been helping you with different things and you've been able to benefit from having other people who can help you do things that maybe they were better at than you are now when they were alive which gives you a whole bunch of fun new abilities that we will get into whenever combat happens, I'm sure. <laughs> you wanna huck some shit? Us get in the combat? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? But some of these nights when you are practicing isolating some of these voices, you start to feel uneasy and then sick, and you decide to go to bed early that night, and you're woken up with a stir into a large, empty room that seems to be devoid of any detail, and a figure starts to become visible. It's blurry at first, and then you recognize it. It's the Rakshasa from the bank. The large, slender, wolf-like creature with four arms and this very thick, mane-like fur around its neck. Dark, matted, blue fur. Does he have a scar on his eye? He does. He, he has does. a scar across his eye, and his eye, his one eye seems to be completely glazed over like he's blind. This is different. I'm surprised to see you here. I surely thought that you were going to be dead. I cursed you that day, and I thought, certainly, after your friend dealt the killing blow, you would not be long behind me. But here I am. Here you are. I don't know why I'm here. But this has definitely piqued my interest. Did I kill him? Because I thought Benjamin killed him. You did Benjamin not. Killed Benjamin him. killed him. You got hit by him, and you failed some saves. I did. Yeah. <laughs> you took an innocent life, and that's why you're here. Now you get to listen to me berate you for all of time. This is punishment. <laughs> Just nagging. <laughs> I think this is a way for you to redeem yourself. A life after death in which you're forced to help me save others seems quite the punishment. After the initial outburst, he does seem to still be chuckling to himself, but he's not like actively like laughing in your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, who are you to say that you're the one that's supposed to change me and not the other way around? Well, I've already changed you. I think you might be underestimating how much of an effect I might be having on you. In what ways? Well, I think we're going to find that out together. You wake up in a sweat. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> He's sitting oh. on one of the chairs in your living room. He's here? He's hanging out? Yeah. He's in my home! <laughs> he turns and he looks out the window. The sun's coming up. We should get ready for work. You're going to tell me your name or am I going to keep calling you Rakshasa? My name is Elwood. Well, I hope you have plenty of company in there. The oh, I do. I'm sure you hear them too. They're quite loud. <laughs> <laughs> and he, there. from this point on, sporadically shows up places. You might be talking to someone and then realize that he is standing on the sidewalk, way out in the background in a crowd God of people. God damn it! Yeah, crazy or, hallucination, great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> weaseling his way into your mind every so often. If there is ever a situation where you saw him interact with something, you then 
kind of snapped to and realized that you were the one interacting with. So you're getting Tyler. I Wilfred myself. You Wilfred yourself. (laughs) All right. I guess that's just something I deal with now. You are all currently at the warehouse one of these nights when there's a knock at the door. When you open the door, Benjamin, uh, you are met by Stryker and his two men. Good evening. May we come in? There were, yeah. The three of them walk inside. Uh, just a real brief redescription of these guys, the same just two in case. Guns? Yes. Okay. Um, Stryker is an older man, but seems to have aged well. Fairly handsome. Jet black hair that has some salt and pepper, but most of the gray seems to be on either side above his ears. Slight five o'clock shadow. He's wearing this very nice, long, white coat that has the enclave insignia embroidered on the chest. Uh, And he is followed by his two goons that he had with him before. The one man who had a slightly receding hairline, very short, black hair, scarred face seemed to have seen a lot of shit, and on his vest has an insignia for the paladins, and his one sleeve is rolled up and pinned. He is missing his arm. And the other man is just uh, a younger guy, uh, short brown hair, brown beard, dressed semi-business insignia of the paladins, and these three men enter the warehouse. We're here just to see how things have been going. We wanted to talk to you and Carl, if, if he's available, about your studies. Uh, I walk up to the, poke my head in the hole. Uh, hey, Stryker's <laughs> here. Hey, clean up! Stryker's here. Are you, are you available? <laughs> are you Are you here? He puts out his joint real fast. He's like, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> ah, why now? I'm just like this! I'm he's sorry. doing so much cocaine just to stay up because he hasn't slept in two months. Um, yeah, he comes running down the stairs. Stryker seems pretty intrigued by your line of thinking. He's excited to see where this will go in the future. My only concern would be the creation of the homunculus itself, because they're so fickle and attached to their creators. Me not having access to my blood makes that a... If the connection from the construct to your human form is too much of a gap to bridge with magic, we need to close that gap with something that's somewhere in the middle. I understand your your line of reasoning here, and a homunculus is an option. Could cause some troubles if done incorrectly, so I suggest you have your wits about you before you go about this next step. I appreciate your, your intrigue in this. If you need any more funds, you know how to get a hold of us. Stryker talks with you and Carl about the process that you're about to do with this homunculus. Hooks you up with some places that they that might have some of the items that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some wizards that live in the city that run shops that are kind of like hidden away from the normal <gasps> eye, you know? I appreciate that. Keep us posted. So you walk them over to the door and the two bodyguards leave. And he goes to step out the door. And when it's just like the two of you standing in this open door frame, he turns to you and he says, Do you think that you could set up some type of meeting? I believe his name is Sebastian. I'd wish to speak with him. 
I like that I never introduced myself, so he doesn't know who I am. Like, I just walked out and then was like, I could. Oh, he I is. Could. He is the glamoured gargoyle. Yes. Uh, yeah. What business? There has not been a lot of contact with their people, and I would wish to speak with him about those matters you to mean, see what we can learn. As in the Fey or gargoyles. When's a good time? I suppose whenever he is free. Chances of him running into another gargoyle are probably slim. Fair. We can find a time Follow to meet and discuss. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pushing in at the very end of the two-month downtime, someone else comes to visit you at the warehouse. This is Luke's car. Luke. Oh, yeah. You open the door the rest of the way, and there is a, a Luke, Luke sitting on your doorstep. Just a Luke? Just a Luke. Does he look battered and battered? I offer my hand he's, to him and I say, Luke, good to see ya. He's got a backpack over his one shoulder. Oh. And oh. He, he doesn't seem to be like in a bad place. He doesn't seem okay. homeless or anything. He seems well kept and well fed and he doesn't look tired or anything. He's on the run or something. <laughs> and he's just kind of like holding a piece of paper with his other hand when the door opens and he looks up. Uh, Detective Friedson. Oh, Luke, how are you yes. now? <laughs> I throw the door wide open to him. We're gonna have to and then foyer guys. check the parking lot for, like, <laughs> for anyone who might have been following him. For or, Micah, maybe? Or a raven. <laughs> yeah, just seeing if there's like the birds around or, you know. You do see a raven. I wave at it. It's sitting, <laughs> it's sitting on one of the light posts that like hang over the road. Close Luke door. comes inside and you shut the door. Yeah. I've given it a lot of thought to what we talked about the last time that... Well, um, you know we told you you were always welcome. Yeah, listen, I... It doesn't seem like I'm gonna be able to do a whole lot to help people anymore, at least not through the Paladins, and... I would like to take you up on your offer, but... I just keep thinking about that night and the things that I saw, and... Something's just not sitting right with me. I, Sit down. <laughs> he sits down. I, I keep having dreams. I don't know. I saw it die that night. We put an end to it. I just, I know that there must be more I can do. I saw a lot of things that night, and I am going to need some clarification before I can take you up on your offer. If you give me honesty, I'll return it. I don't believe that you're just a vampire. Luke, you're right. I don't think that a few months ago when I first met you, I didn't think you were ready. But I think you might be ready now. So check this out. Fucking Does he have any, does he have like weapon, his gun, his standard issue gun or his like stuff that he had on when he He doesn't have any weaponry. The reason why your holy stuff had an effect on me is not because I'm a vampire, but because your frame of thinking considered me some kind of fiend. And I know that sounds bad. I'm a detective. That's the first thing I am. I'm a police officer before anything else. Before I'm a mythical, before anything else. Tell him the truth. <laughs> Says Elwood from behind you. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Ignore Elwood. Tell him how many people you killed. Before anything else, I... <laughs> I get justice, is like what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I get justice! And, and I'm like... 
Uh, I step away from him for a second. I, I guess I like take my necklace off for just a minute and like let. Yeah, and you you anamorph into yeah. this horrific monster. I'm an. Don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Ifrit. I'm not a vampire. But that wasn't pertinent information when we were fighting that boogeyman. He stands up pretty quick. You know, it doesn't take very long, maybe a few seconds, for him to get his composure again. And he apologizes to you. I'm sorry, I just, um, I've, I've just seen a lot of things before. There's a lot of, there's a lot of baggage to things that look like you. There are. And I'm gonna let him, like, as soon as he's, like, looked at me from, like, top to bottom, and he's, like, his eyes have not, like, went wide, and then I kind of calm back down. I'll put it back on right, so I can, like, sit down on a chair. A person. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's, I guess he starts asking some questions. Are you a, a demon? Do you mean demon, yeah. like, there's a Lord Jesus Christ, and he, like, banishes them from pigs and snakes and stuff? I think you just made it clear that that's not what you are. Because <laughs> that's not accurate. I mean, there's a god somewhere, and he has angels, and there are demons, but I'm not one of them. Because I remember that Luke believes in God. <laughs> so I put that in his world perspective. He was the religious one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not a demon, as in, like, Jesus would fight me. <laughs> like, He's I, like, I think you have a misunderstanding <laughs> how this all works. Like, I didn't go to Sunday school, I but... Didn't, I didn't go to Sunday school. I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. It's great when it's Hindu. Yeah, I have a plus one to Hindu specifically. The other officers that work under you, are they like you also? I'm afraid not. They're just people doing their best, just like you. No, wait, that, wait. Can't, that can't be right. Do you mean... The people the you people met that, that night? The people that were with you oh, that night. That's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, they're... Gotcha. Oh, not the peons that I actually managed. The, <laughs> the crazy <laughs> motherfuckers the I live with. Yeah. My homies. My, <laughs> my squad. You had questions about Sean as well. You said that he also wasn't a vampire. I've seen many vampires before, and he did not seem anything like... I always find it better for people to speak for themselves. But I'll tell you that he's not a vampire, but he's also nothing to be af afraid of. He's not... <laughs> I'd be fucking terrified. <laughs> I think I'm the most crazy looking thing amongst us. But I can assure you that... Depends on what you're afraid of. <laughs> that I can assure you that pretty much what our group does is that we police mythicals for the city and do our best to make sure that those with supernatural powers don't take advantage of those without them. And if that's something that you're interested in, we could find a place for you here. I don't know a whole lot about mythicals. I was trained from the paladins to deal with, with things like you. I suppose if you and your allies were to come across something like that, I could, I would do all I could, but I... Do you remember Sebastian? Seba yes, Sebastian, he, he healed the old man. His, yeah, he I... He made his wounds close. He, he can do that. He, <laughs> he does has, he does have quite the gift. I believe that you would find it pertinent to speak with him, but if you would like to talk to Benjamin, he's also here. You talk him through a, a bit of the, the basic stuff 
eventually he stays here and waits for everyone else to get here and slowly moves throughout yeah. the party talking to everyone individually. I would send a text and, out to everybody who wasn't in the facility, like, <laughs> hey, you Luke's guys. Here. It's like, hey, by the way, Luke's here. And We're dealing with some stuff. He's learning who we all really are, so don't like, come back with fucking bodies and dead shit and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like reading that in the lab, like holding the dark <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, Luke's here. does come to the realization because you never actually said anything to like get him on that track but he does come to the realization that there's definitely more to the world than <laughs> demons and fiends and other weird entities that he has killed in the past through the paladins and there's more than elves and werewolves and vampires luke fi quickly finds himself in the same kind of camp as like gabriel for a while but then benjamin kind of like is the last thing of like no man where he's like oh shit whoa he's my like, like a whole, my eight-year-old so, inner child has just gone crazy he's like a fucking robot <laughs> yeah but you're a fucking what yeah because yeah, then he's like because that that is the last straw for like <laughs> Making him open up his mind a bit more to the possibilities of what could possibly be out there. Yeah, man, you, you're, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't continue doing what I should be doing to help these people, then everything that Mishka did would be wasted. I think you have a certain set of skills and you know enough <laughs> that you can help people who need it. You would be honoring Mishka to do that. You can think on it. We've got some extra cots. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, and I've come a long way. I, I think I've made my choice. I'm gonna tap on the shoulder and be like, "Good job." Check this out. Now it's shit. You already signed up. You're the new intern. Hazy shit, you know. <laughs>